2: It's just
3: being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters, May 17th.
1: Hello, and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio and Stuff Media. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And
0: today we wanted to present you with our first full interview from Hawaii.
1: Yes, and it's a good one. We're very excited to share with you. Yes. From Kiloa Domingo.
0: Yes, he is a Native Hawaiian uh, cultural practitioner who also cooks.
1: Yes, and because he is such a delight to listen to and so well-spoken, you'll probably recognize his voice from several of the episodes we did in our Hawaii miniseries.
0: Yes, absolutely. We uh, we, we mined that one uh, for many of its amazing gems.
1: Yeah, and the you'll hear in the background, this one was really great because we got to experience The atmosphere. They're singing. There was a high school reunion, I think. There was, yeah. So, um,
0: so we did this interview at uh, Kawaii or uh, the the YY Collective, which is this amazing organization that provides um a workspace and learning workshops and uh all all of this great stuff look it up it's it's a it's in this historic building in honolulu and there was a high school reunion going on while we were doing the interview so we wound up like kind of crammed into this little office space uh like like sitting on stuff i think <laughs> yes. i left a donut there i'm really yeah, sorry that's where I we hope. left
1: our donuts yeah apologies I, yeah
0: i really hope like ants didn't get it oh gosh um but yeah, so so in the background, you're like you might hear some stuff going on over the PA. They were singing their alma mater, like theme yes. song. It was really gorgeous.
1: It really was. Uh, we're so fortunate. Continuously.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and the the space is really amazing. If you're ever in Honolulu and have the chance to go uh, check out any of their exhibits or, or workshops, um, I highly recommend it. It's 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 a very calming space. You go in and you take off your shoes, and mm-hmm. there's turf, and it's oh, it's so nice.
1: It is. It's making me want to go back. Oh, here we go. We start 2020. <laughs> already, let's go back to let's Hawaii. Let's go back to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> but we do hope that you enjoy. This interview. Absolutely, we'll get right
4: into it. Aloha, my kāko. My name is Kiloja Domingo. I'm from Kauai, um, yeah, born and raised in Hawaii, and uh, happy to be here today.
0: Uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for joining us. Um, uh, you are a, uh, a chef and cultural practitioner here.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a cultural practitioner who cooks. Um, you know, chef can be a heavy, a heavy word. Um, comes with a lot of responsibility, you know. Some people will call me chef, but uh, I definitely do, um, associate myself with being a Hawaiian cultural practitioner. And, um, you know, proud of, proud of that.
0: Yeah. Um, how, how did you wind up with, with that as your career and how did you focus in on, on cooking?
4: Well, I mean, oddly enough, uh, I've been juggling a lot of different careers uh, in the past 20 years, but uh, cooking has been a passion for me. And, uh, you know, it's something that we grew up with in Hawaii, you know. I mean, doing outdoor parties and doing big luau's and, you know, family functions. And, you know, it also helps that I have uh, have a lot of family in the restaurant industry. So, you know, it kind of rubbed off a little bit.
0: It's a um it's a it's a delicious thing to have right, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, I mean you know we were spoiled growing up, so <laughs> yeah good
0: could you um could you tell me about some of the some of the uh, foods you ate growing up?
4: you know, living in Hawaii, um you know although i I do um associate mainly with being of Hawaiian descent, I'm also Chinese, but we grew up um eating a lot of Chinese food, a lot of Japanese food. um you know Hawaii' is such a great place to be. If you like eating, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we got it all here. I mean, you know, you name it. I I mean, I really grew up eating simple food. You know, my parents, um, they grew up simply in uh, in the country. And, you know, we ate things like sardines out of the can and, you know, uh, spam. You know, I I gotta say it, we ate spam. Oh, it's delicious. Whatever. You know, those are the things that we we grew up eating, you know. But of course, um, you know, a lot of poi.
0: Yeah, uh, we we all got to. This is our first time, all four of us, in Hawaii, cool. and so we just got to try poi for the first time like two days ago. Nice. And I think we're all a little bit obsessed now. Okay, <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, That's yeah, good, good, good sour stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, we love a fermentation. Yeah. Um, uh, could could you talk a little bit about some of the uh, local crops that that you don't really get other places that you're that you're working with in some of these food styles?
4: You know, I mean, for us in Hawaii, for Hawaiians in general, um, the Hawaiian people, I should say. Um, of course, you said you tried the poi. The taro is is the the number one crop for us. It's our sustenance. It's our it's our it's our staple food. Um, I mean, we have others. We have uh, ulu, the breadfruit. Um, I mean, that's that's found worldwide as well. Um, but you know, very prominent in Hawaii. Um, sweet potato, uh, uala. You know, we were blessed with a nice variety of uh, great staples here in Hawaii,
0: yeah um uh and and uh some of those dishes uh that that come out of that uh Mm -hmm. do you have any do you have any favorites do you have any favorites to show off to people well
4: i mean it's really hard to choose a favorite (laughs) because you know i mean um growing up and and even more so in in my adult life uh you know that whole uh, mentality of uh, be happy for what you have, be grateful for what you have. Um, you know, the best food that we have is what's on the table in front of us. You know, we're so happy to you know, be able to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. No, no. Uh, food, food is very important. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, um, substance and, and a lot of the, the, dishes um from here like, like like you were talking about with with the spam you know like it, it's a it's a sustenance eating but but there's also a huge celebratory um uh concept behind it and i i feel like the places that we've gone even even the most simple dish is is being presented to us with a sense of that celebration right yeah um uh, uh, and you have you have kids right right yeah um, how are how are you involving them And in, or I mean do, do they want to be involved in some of the traditional stuff that you're talking about
4: you know um, there's a thing that we Hawaiians there's a, there's a word that we have uh, called kuleana kuleana is responsibility and it's not just the responsibility as in you know you have to do this for today but kuleana is like a birth a birth duty it's your duty it's your calling you know and um you may not want to do it. It may not be your favorite thing to do. But you know, in many families, the way we were brought up, you know, it's the tradition. And one way or another, you're going to end up doing it. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, it depends on how much you embrace it. You know, I, I hope that my children do realize that you know we have a we have a we have an important role to play. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, do you do you still cook at home?
4: I do still cook at home um, I'm fortunate to live in a multi-generational uh, compound so to speak yeah. um, you know well, my family property has been you know we've been we've been there for generations and uh, it's you know it's a it's a several houses and um, we kind of take turns cooking which is great so um, you know it also creates that family nucleus that that sense of Sharing food. So. Yeah,
0: um, how how has uh, how has Oahu changed um, since you were growing up, um, and uh, living living with, a, with with multiple generations? Um, do the older generations talk even more about how it's changed since they were growing up?
4: You know, um, we we have been going through a really interesting time. Um, for the past, let's say, 30, 40 years, um, we've been in a, in somewhat of a um, cultural renaissance, and uh, you know, our parents and their parents, they were taught to do things the colonized way. They were taught, you know, they were about being these great American people to, like, that conform, uh, sort of. Right, exactly, yeah. um, but. What's exciting is that in the past 25, 30 years, there's been this uh, resurgence of the traditional culture, language, you know, um, bringing back old traditions, things that we stopped doing for generations. And, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting, you know, bringing things back like pounding poi by hand, like, uh, you know, cooking a pig in the, in the emu or the underground oven, you know, things like that. Not everyone in Hawaii today was privileged to have that growing up, but um, you know it's becoming more prevalent. You know. Yeah. So,
0: that is wonderful. Can you describe for us the the process of of, uh, of imu cooking?
4: Well, the imu is um, like I said, it's a yeah, it's a very traditional thing. It's um, it's an underground oven. Uh-huh. Um, it's basically a pit. It's this really cool combination of of. Uh, barbecue slash smoker slash pressure cooker slash uh slow cooker um we dig a big pit you know well I mean it depends on what you're cooking of course if, you sure, make, if yeah. you're cooking a, a pig, 400 then, pound yeah. pig or you know <laughs> or whatever else coconut uh, bread yeah, yeah it's a different you you know, different process <laughs> but I mean well, one example we're talking about um I was fortunate to be able to share the experience with Rick, Rick Bayless. who was, uh, you know, he was honored as a, a culinary hero. Um, and uh, so we dug this pit and there was a, we, we brought in a pig, live pig, um, whole pig, I should say, whole hog, about 250 pounds. So we dig a pit, fill it up with firewood. Um, we load it up with uh, volcanic rocks, Uh porous volcanic rocks, Uh set it on fire, Uh let it burn down for roughly three or four hours. Um, When the embers start coming down and the rocks are glowing bright red, um, we're going to lay down a bunch of uh, shredded banana stumps. Uh And that really gives it a a unique unique flavoring and because of the moisture content in the stump, Uh it creates that steaming effect. Yeah. So, and we'll set our um, protein, our pork, right on on top of it. Normally in a in a wire basket. Um, I grew up. We used like chicken wire. Yeah. Um, so it's wrapped up in chicken wire. Place it in on top of the banana stumps. Cover it up with a bunch of uh, banana leaves and uh, tea leaves. Um, and then we'll top that with a bunch of burlap, wet burlap bags, uh-huh. and then we'll cover it up. Today we'll use a thick plastic sheeting but uh, traditionally they'll use like a, um, a woven mat sure. or a bark cloth something similar to this okay. um, and cover it up with dirt so and let it sit depending on your cooking time you know anywhere from four, six, eight hours sometimes we'll leave it in overnight pull it up in the morning and uh, opening that emu you know it's like it's a big unveiling you know it's yeah. like you get this wafting smell of of pork and and coals and that you know that distinct banana flavor um it's just you know growing up with that you can smell it you know around the block you know oh, down yeah. the street a mile away you know sort you of can, like a like yeah, a dinner bell yeah it's <laughs> like somebody's doing an imu, you know it's um, yeah it's uh and then we pull this pig out of the the emu, you know if everything went right, it's nice and golden brown, and the skin's just crispy, and it's uh, sticking to the wire, and with like oh, cracklings, yeah. we're you know uh-huh. trying to get a <laughs> piece of that crackling off of the there, wire, yeah. and uh, um, yeah, and the generally the 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 meat will be like fork tender, you know, oh, sure. just kind of fall apart. Right, yeah. Ideally, it just fall yeah, apart. Just so, yeah, and it's 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 a really um, it's a family affair you know it's it's a it's a lengthy process a lot of work goes into it you know let alone digging a hole collecting firewood collecting all these different resources you know many times you have to process a pig you're gonna have to slaughter and clean and you know it's two three days of work you know and um you know it's it's a family thing you you need 20 people there you know and when it's done you know we get together and some people are cleaning cleaning the pit some people are you know um processing the pork salting it you know um spreading it out cooling it it's really a family affair yes it's it, it's a lot of work, but it is, it's is—it's really rewarding at the end of the day, you know. So I wouldn't want to do it every week,
1: <laughs> but, um, you know,
4: maybe once a month. And yeah. um, these days, um, you know, I make it a point to make sure all my... I have four sons, so, you know, I make sure that they're in there, you know, at yeah. some capacity. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to to be a part of that tradition. So, I, I was fortunate to grow up with that, you know.
0: But, um... That
4: sounds ridiculously yeah, delicious. it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. Like, yep. Yeah, it is, yeah.
1: We have a lot more of our interview, but first we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. and we're back thank you sponsor let's get back into it
0: can can i ask they were they were just um there was like a group singing happening yeah, uh, do, yeah. Do, you, do you know do you know what they were singing off the top of your head I, you might oh have been...
4: they were singing our high school alma mater oh my goodness yeah, so kamehameha schools if you're on the freeway you can take a look if you're in the uh kalihi area uh-huh. take a look up the hill There'll be a fairly large uh, campus, I oh, mean okay. obviously a campus yeah, yeah. it looks like a, a college, uh-huh. but it's uh, Kamehameha high school um it's kindergarten through twelfth grade, and it's a private school that's um, uh, it was uh, built on the legacy and the will of uh, uh, one of our uh, one of the royalty of our past Princess Bernice Paul Bishop, uh-huh. and uh, she left this this trust and this legacy and there's uh you know it's a very large school and uh alumni we're very proud <laughs> so when uh when it's alumni week once a week or once a year they have a one week long celebration oh, wow. and uh yeah it's it's just a bunch of activities one after another boom, boom, boom so
0: um do 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 a lot of people who grew up here stay here
4: I I think that a lot of people, ideally, people will stay here. You know, I mean, I have a lot of uh, friends that I grew up with and uh, relatives that have moved away. I have a brother that lives in Seattle. Um, you know, it's sometimes not the easiest place to live as far as, um, you know, making a living and, uh, you know, our cost of living is a little pricey. <laughs> It's a price you pay for being in paradise, but at the same time, you know, it's really de- it's really dependent on what you want, you know. So, uh, for myself, I'm I'm trying real hard to position my my children to be able to stay here, you know. So, yeah, it's I love visiting other states. I I love visiting. I was just in L.A. last week, and you know, so much fun. But whenever I get home, it's just I'm happy to be home. So.
0: Was there ever a moment where you were thinking about making someplace else your home?
4: I wouldn't. Uh, Hawaii will always be my home, no matter what. Uh-huh. Even if I had to live in uh-huh. in uh, Las Vegas or, or, <laughs> or Timbuktu for for twenty five years, Hawaii is always my home. Now think about us Hawaiian people. We're very connected to where we're from. Yeah. That's that's you know inherent. So
0: sure. Um. I want I, I want to go back to this to this to this. If, emu uh, thing because uh, it sounds <laughs> yeah. so good I'm a little bit obsessed right now um, uh, what um, what kind of what kind of other dishes go go along with that kind of thing while, while well, the pig for, is working I is mean there- the
4: emu is not just is not just designed for pigs uh-huh. I mean that's probably the most common thing but I mean uh-huh. I mean in contemporary times we put pretty much anything in there I've, <laughs> I've cooked a uh, uh, Anything from turkeys to chickens to ducks to corned beef to um, oh, wow. you know briskets. Yeah. Anything can be cooked in there. Um, you know we cook uh, sweet potato, taro, all of the staples. We we'll cook in there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, pretty much anything can go in there. Yeah, anything that will work out in a in a slow cooker setting. Yeah, you know that's ideal. And in in parts that little smokiness and you know that that really uh, yeah that really that feel you can't get anywhere else. That taste and texture and yeah, you know, of, of that, yeah, <laughs> very that, unique.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, when you bring um, you know a, a, anyone anyone from your average tourist to someone like Rick Bayless and and, and show them this kind of thing or, or any of your um, uh, traditional preparation methods for these traditional foods, what are you what are you hoping that people will take away from
4: that? Well. I know that uh, in in the in the case with Rick Rick Bayless Chef Bayless, um, you know, for me it's really great when there's someone who can connect on a different level, you know, how they can relate, you know, for for Chef Bayless, you know, he related to the emo because there's underground cooking in in Mexican cuisine, sure. yeah. and you know, and there's underground cooking or above ground cooking in Polynesian, you know, across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of Indigenous, indigenous cuisine in general. I mean, I think we we connect yeah. one way or another. I mean, we we connect, yeah. yeah. And you know, we're we're mainly built on the same foundation, and the foundation was the fact that we needed to survive with what we had, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, it is a very unique thing to Hawaii, uh, the the imu itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I if I show it to people, I mean, it's basically so they can get an appreciation for what goes into it mm-hmm. because if you just go to a restaurant um and order it you know that's one thing yeah um in all in all honesty if you go to a restaurant these days most of the time it comes out of an oven sure. um sure. but if you go to a uh backyard luau paina ahaina um you know first birthday party or wedding or something you know family style it it's a real deal you know and that's It's just a whole nother level, you know, I mean, you know, Hawaii people, I mean, I'm sure it's unlike, you know, other, other cultures, but we connect to our food in in a little higher level, a lot higher level than most people, you know, we have, I mean, you know, in traditional times, food was, was even more taboo than, my wife hates when I say this, but it was more taboo than sex. Yeah. and and that's that's the truth because sure. um huh. sustenance you know sustenance is it's imperative and uh the Hawaiian people we truly did worship our food we viewed our food as a physical manifestation of of our ancestral deities and um traditional gods yeah. the taro the taro plant itself that's for us uh You know, I'll I'll tell you the truth. In my day, I grew up eating poi out of a plastic bag.
0: Mm -hmm.
4: Um, And I'm totally fine with that. But as time went on, you know, I learned um, more about traditional history and culture and beliefs. And with this cultural renaissance, um, we're teaching our children what we've learned from the history books, that tarot is our ancestor yeah. the tarot plant is literally related to us right. yeah we're right. descended from a tarot plant yeah. so we treat it as yeah. as our elder brother as our as our ancestor as our kupuna and when the tarot is on the table whether in the form of a bowl of umeke of poi or whatever else it is um, we behave accordingly you know you wouldn't speak harshly over it you wouldn't be scolding the kids. You wouldn't be saying, you know, how terrible of a day you had, mm-hmm. um, and, and that really, that really lends to that whole family, that positive vibe. You know, when you're around food, it's about being grateful for what you have and yeah. about sustenance and about, yeah. you know. So, I always say we Hawaiians, we love our food. We love our food. So it's not just about sticking into your mouth and, and enjoying the flavor, you know, which, don't get me wrong, you know, it's um, definitely something that I love, but uh, just the fact that when you consume this food, it's really partaking of the gods, so.
0: And it's a, it's a yeah. respect thing, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I think I said it wrong earlier yeah. when I said celebration, it's not, it, it's, it is
1: like a, yeah, like it's, a gratitude and yeah, respect. Exactly,
4: yeah, exactly, exactly. And like I said, I mean, I grew up eating out of a plastic bag. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, you know, poi in a plastic bag came about from commercialism, you know, came about from, you know, our people at one time were being steered to be industrious and do things that we were not traditionally doing. And making poi kind of fell off the wayside. And why are we going to go and spend the day and pound this poi with a, with a, with a stone and a board, board and stone, when you could go to the store and buy it out of a plastic bag, you know. And uh, about uh, 10 or 15 years ago, I, you know, I was um, I was asked by a friend. He says, hey, what are you doing this evening? Let's get together. Um, I have a friend. We're, we're going to try this thing out. We're going to pound poi. And I had never done it in my life and um yeah just that 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 simple act of striking the tarot and making it into a a product that I'm so happy to feed my family you know it's it's yeah there's no words to describe it it's like you know yeah
0: yeah it's a
4: like, yeah it's just a spiritual it's a spiritual affair yeah you know
0: yeah um oof. Uh, <laughs> light stuff we're talking yeah, about yeah, here yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well what I was going to say oh, was that sure. because you know we're teaching our children this 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 respect for food you know and it's very important for us to set the example for them you know we didn't grow up with it came out of a plastic bag today we pound it fresh you know they know where it comes from 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 you know, they know the varieties. Yeah, they know yeah. the different meanings. Yeah. So, I mean, just a whole other level of understanding. So,
0: um, sustainability is kind of a buzzword yeah. right now. But, um, but it's you know, there's there's an aspect of it that's very much what you're talking right. about um, about protecting those things yeah. that are valuable. Um, uh, could you talk a little bit about uh, how um, how Oahu is doing that?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, sustainability, like you said, is a buzzword. It's, I mean, I, I do find it kind of amusing at times um, because you know, it's nothing new. <laughs> you know, it's we, just, we didn't have a choice, right, you know, we yeah. didn't have a choice. You need to eat tomorrow, you so know, don't um, overcrop today. <laughs> and you know, I mean, uh, um, you know, I have family and uh, you know, that have been growing their own uh, food for forever <laughs> you know till today uh-huh. you know my father-in-law he they grew up on a plantation and um you know the only way they know is to grow their own veggies you know their own vegetables and yeah. they always had something you know and it's not really a it's not really a, a daunting task if you understand the importance of it you know uh-huh. um, on Oahu you know yeah it's a buzzword it people are becoming more and more aware of it uh, Local First has been a, a, a strong model for, uh, you know, I want to say going 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Although there are so many times when it's so much easier to, to go step into Costco, you know, and it's right there at your fingertips. Yeah. But when you understand and you appreciate and you get to know that farmer that grew that produce, when you get to know that farmer that, you know, that he put his, his good energy his mana into the soil into the implements into everything from from seed from from huli which is the planting media for our tarot plant um you know when you put that huli in the ground it's you know it's a part of you and that that sustainability just flows it comes naturally um and i think the more the more people understand that um the less likely we are to go to Costco. I mean, you're still going to see me there, um, <laughs> you know, buying 200, 300 worth of stuff when I just needed a loaf of bread, but... Uh, <laughs> That's um, the
0: best of
4: us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Oahu, Hawaii in general, um, you know, things are a little different these days because, you know, we don't have the same access to land, same access to water. I mean, we have... We have, we have jobs and careers and bills and you know, it's not as easy to dedicate your life to it. Yeah. But there are there are many more people who are really stepping up to the plate and figuring it out, um, you know. And as we regain our respect for the food, you know, it becomes less about how much it costs, um, and more about how it came about, how it arrived at your doorstep, how it arrived in your refrigerator, your kitchen, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. How can people who, who are visiting, um, or even who, who live here, but are not Native Hawaiians, be more respectful?
4: Yeah that's um that's really a tricky one because um you know Hawaiian people in general we we we're, we're loving people we get the aloha spirit that means you know we share we open our door yeah. you know come inside come and eat we will offer you the last bit of food that we have you know that's that's the way it's in our DNA it's genetic yeah. you know um but in today's world there is a bit of uh cultural appropriation. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a <laughs> great example is the poke craze that's happening across uh, worldwide, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Poke is everywhere. Chains have it um, It's very
0: strange.
4: <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, it's it'll always be a debate, but, uh, you know, to honor, to recognize, to respect the host culture, I think that's something that... Um, we really need to get the message across to people. You know, that's why it's important for people like myself to, to, you know, share what, what I know and keep learning and, you know, encourage our, our next generations to learn, you know, even, even deeper in the knowledge. Uh, you know, it's, it's a part of us it's been a part of us for generations upon generations upon generations. And, uh, that's not something you wanna just uh you know <laughs> toss to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> so uh,
0: I, I, I don't want I don't want you to like talk anyone. Um but uh but can I can I ask you what you uh what you think or, or feel about uh Hawaii regional cuisine?
4: Well I'm I definitely I'm uh, not opposed to Hawaii regional cuisine. I mean like, you know, like I said, we were brought up in a, in a multi-ethnic society. Sure. Um, and yeah, not
0: to suggest that you necessarily... Right, mind, but <laughs> right, right. Sorry. You
4: know, I mean, uh, Pacific Regional Cuisine really, you know, I mean, it did put Hawaii in the map. Uh, you know, so much respect to, um, to people like Chef Roy Amaguchi and Alan Wong and the, the pioneers who really took what Hawaii had. And, you know, elevated in a sense where it was understandable and relatable to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I, I, I mean, I, I would hope that the rest of the world would want to be more like us. You know, that's just a personal thing. Um, we don't have to, we don't have to replicate, um, you know, French cuisine and, you know, we don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, at the same time, uh, for myself, with with this respect for ingredient, with respect for uh, for a traditional, in you know, traditional staples and and ingredients, um, you know, we should we should give it the respect and put it up on a pedestal and and put it in that most beautiful um, bowl that you have and put it in that you know. I mean, make it beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of
4: course. You know, course. but not to say that it, it's you know <laughs> any better than the poi that came out of the bag. But
0: um, <laughs> no, not, not yeah. It's not beautiful already. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. We've got a bit more for you, uh, but first we're going to take one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Mm-hmm.
2: If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.
3: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect.
0: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor, and back to the interview. Could you tell us
1: a little bit about where we are? Yeah, no, the... thank you for
4: asking that uh-huh. because uh, that's really important. So, so we're in this spot. Um, it's called Kawaivi Collective. Um, a Wai Collective is um, it's it's a partnership entity, business, social spot. Uh, it's where all the cool kids hang out. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. It's uh, it was the brainchild of three three friends of mine. Um, Kioni Lee, um, he's known as the uh, one of the founders of uh, Indigenous TV production company called OEV TV. Um, Jamie Makasobe, who is uh, comes from the realm of of visual arts and design, she has a company called Kealopiko. Um and she does clothing beautiful clothing uh, Mahina uh, Paishan Duart she's a, a Hawaiian educator cultural practitioner and um, and a businesswoman. and um, you know they had this opportunity to get together with Kamehameha Schools they had this venue and you know they thought about it and you know how could we create a place that would be not just a place to hang out and and have a cup of coffee, but a place where it can be a a hub for um, different people from different uh, walks of of our community, our Lahu'i, where we could have these um, deep conversations, these meaningful conversations, these difficult conversations, where we could have strategic planning, where we could have, you know, uh, think tanks and ideas, just mainly things for us to, Build upon our our Lahui, or our Hawaiian people, and and our community in general. You know, so there have been a lot of uh, great events here. Um, everything from weddings to funerals to concerts to panel discussions, uh, lectures. It's just an amazing spot. We've had birthday parties here. I mean, it's just a really cool spot to hang out. And that moment when you walk in the door, they ask you to remove your shoes you know it's uh you're grounding yourself although this is not um uh, you know natural grass <laughs> but the, but it does kind of you know grow on you and it gives you like this oh i'm in a different zone here yeah. and um yeah just the kids are welcome here they play play with the pillows and have pillow fights and yeah. so it's it's in this this place is a, is an extension of some of the great um, great cultural, sites that we've developed over the years.
0: What other what other projects or or initiatives uh, are you working on, or is the greater community working on right
4: now? Well, I mean, I just got back from a really cool um, trip to LA. Um, we actually went up there because uh, my son was invited to be a part of a. A film production called Alternative uh-huh. and um what they were doing in this uh PBS piece would they were highlighting uh three indigenous chefs and um there were two Native Americans and my son was a representative of Hawaii. Uh, and of course, you know, daddy had to tang along but um <laughs> but it was really cool because uh it you know we were talking about that uh that understanding of indigenous indigenous you know that we have that little secret wavelength um, it was really cool because you know we were coming from different walks of life different areas of, of the world but when we got together to create this meal this this three chef collab it was pretty much on, on point you know it was yeah. um, you know they're in the process of doing the same thing that we are they're bringing back their traditional ingredients bringing back the um you know that staple food and and that style of cooking that you know we don't need to um emulate anyone else you know we just represent who we are and uh yeah that's really got gotten me excited to you know maybe build on this uh indigenous cuisine uh, you know movement and um I think that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great direction for us because, you know, it's about time we represent our true selves, you know. R- we bring out the, the uh, unadulterated version, the, uh, the poke without the, uh, the avocado and the uh, um, sprinkles and whatever. <laughs> but, uh, uh-huh. you know, it's important for people to see what we're really about. I think that once they get the proper message and understanding they'll really 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 um, have a deeper understanding yeah yeah Yeah, I'm just really I'm really really excited and uh, honored to have to have had the privilege of being associated with Hawaii Food and Wine since the first year Um, you know Like I said, uh, I've never considered myself a chef coming from a perspective of traditional cuisine. I really feel that it's a great thing that uh, we're able to represent traditional Hawaiian cuisine in some sort, you know, because who wants to come to Hawaii and have food from around the world when, you know, you want to enjoy the cuisine of the region, you know, and traditional Hawaiian food is traditional Hawaiian food you know so I'm really grateful to Hawaii Food and Wine to Denise Yamaguchi and and Roy and Alan the uh, founders for you know being strong supporters of of the Hawaii cuisine in general you know and um, yeah I'm not saying that we have to be limited but definitely need to have the representative of the host culture there so so yeah I really want to mahalo them for that
1: we have now arrived at the end of our interview. I'm almost sad that it's over. I know <laughs> uh, it was just such a, a calming, wonderful experience. And um,
0: yeah, and we are so grateful um, to Kiloha for sharing his his experience with us.
1: Yes, and there's definitely some craving happening right now. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's almost dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be as amazing as what he was talking about, but something. Yeah. <laughs> something.
0: <laughs> Maybe barbecue.
1: Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, in the meantime, we would love to hear from any of you listeners. If you want to email us, you can. Our email is hello at saberpod.com
0: We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at saverpod, and we do hope to hear from you. Savor is a production of iHeartRadio and Stuff Media. To hear more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you so much to Michelle McGowan Rice of the Hawaii Food and Wine Festival for putting us in touch with Kia Um Thanks to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way.
3: The cat